Hey, you're listening to Local Fidelity on Radio Free Brooklyn. Happy Saturday, everyone. First show in June. Shit. And to commemorate the occasion, I've got Kevin Markson here. He performs as Endearments. It's his new project. Super stoked to have him on the show and talk about it. Kevin, how are you doing today? I'm doing super well. How are you? Wonderful. Stoked for the summer. Very, very stoked for the summer. It's our comeback summer. Rock and Roll is making a comeback. Shows happening all summer long, I think. I just saw they announced some stuff at the band shell in Prospect Park. So that made me really happy because that's, I think it's smaller scale and there's only free ones, but... That makes me happy. That is always a surefire sign of summertime. Going to Prospect Park, having like some that. $9 IPAs at the band show. <laughs> I think uh, I think my favorite, you know, uh, part of shows coming back is just that feeling of um, running into your friends. You know what I mean? People you didn't expect yeah. to see. You end up, you know, uh, you end up at a at a random, you know, at a random show on a random night and you run into like four friends you haven't seen and like well not, it used to be like you hadn't seen in like two or three months and now it's like friends <laughs> you haven't seen in a year and a half and yes. you're like you just, know just had that experience last weekend at our wicked lady saw about 25 people i hadn't seen in over a year and those conversations when you haven't seen someone in that long they are long intense conversations <laughs> Intense things conversations. Happened. Yeah, things happened over uh, things happened over a year and a half of not seeing your friends at shows. There's a lot to there's a lot of ground to cover. So, Kevin, let's pretend we just ran into each other at Alphaville. Haven't seen each other in the last year. You started this new project, Endearments. I did. Tell me about it. How'd this start up? Sure. Well. Um, so the the last band I was in was St. Maryland. We uh, we kind of split up in 2019, uh, and then of course that's perfectly in time uh, for a pan a global pandemic to hit, and yeah. for uh, for me to have a lot of time on my hands, uh, sitting around uh, in my house with synthesizers and a bass guitar, and um, yeah, you know, uh, 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 I brought over uh, just a little bit of music from yeah. the end of that band stuff that, you know, we might have played live once or twice or, or some stuff that we had been working on that wasn't really done, done. And, um, yeah, you know, just a handful of ideas. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted it to sound like. Um, on the bright side, I did have most of left side composed and recorded. So, um, yeah, I actually, uh, 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 for that song, I ended up, going to uh ariel Lowe's place to record some vocals over the top of it we did some like wacky magic where we recorded my voice over and over and over again and started layering it on top of layering on top of it and uh adding weird harmonies and unusual things like that and i just really liked the way that sounded it was like really interesting and so, um, yeah, you know, I started playing around a lot more with like a vocal pedal and kind of doing like interesting like vocal things and putting them over fun or like groovy synth things. And 
I don't know, man, after a year of uh, a, a pandemic, it kind of just fleshed out into maybe, you know, six or seven songs over that time frame. And uh, now I'm finally putting a few of them out. Cool. Yeah. So Left Side is your debut single and you worked with Ariel Lowe on it. What was that like working with him? And did that creative relationship kind of inspire you to explore some of the things you had just mentioned, vocal pedals, thing, uh, things like that? I mean, I definitely, you know, was interested in and in, in seeing if I could come up with like a signature vocal sound. Um, I really love, you know, I love Bon Iver and stuff like that. And, you know, that always has, uh, uh, you know, you kind of know when Justin Burton's singing, yeah. right? Like you hear his voice and you just go, man, that's absolutely Bon Iver. Um, so I was thinking about it a little bit and I kind of just went in and told Ariel, like, I don't know what this should be, you know, let's just mess around with it until we find something that we feel really good about. And, you know, it might change over time. Nothing stays the same way forever. But um, those that first kind of like session of working with him kind of set the tone for a lot of stuff. And, yeah, he's just he's like a brilliant producer, man. He's a great he's a great, you know, uh, uh, mix engineer he just kind of hears like big parts sometimes where it didn't seem like they could go so there's a few you know there's a few songs that'll come out later this year that have some really big interesting drum parts and just like really cool like spacey moments that definitely came from working with him i think it took a lot of you know what i was doing in say maryland which was more like synth rock you know more like yeah yeah yes type stuff and it pushed it a little Pushed a little more towards, you know, like vibey, you know, synth atmosphere kind of stuff. But we still we still have the grooves in there. I'm still a bass player, so I, I still want to, you know, keep those things locked in. Yeah, totally. And since this is a new project, it's your first time really writing and recording music on your own. What do you think has changed for you in your approach to making music? as far as what you want to get out of your sound when compared to playing in some of the other projects you've played in, like St. Marilyn, where it's more of a collaborative thing? I think what's nice is um, I just get the opportunity to say that something is done. It might not really be done, yeah. done, but I can get to a point with working on a song where I can go, yeah, I'm going to leave that alone, right? Like, it's it's tough, right? Like, I think there's there are pros and cons. When you're collaborating, you can share that music with someone else and they can kind of go, yeah, this needs to go this direction or that direction. When you're mostly working on your own, you have to have a point at which you go, it's never going to be perfect. This is This is done enough for me to, like, to step away from it, to consider it ready to start recording and working on it in that environment. And what's nice is then you do get collaboration, right? Like if you're working yeah, with, a producer, with a producer, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you're working with friends, like I, I love, I've been working with uh, some great people, um, uh, uh, you know, guitar, drums, like bringing it to my friends that I play with, they are able to kind of speak a little bit of uh, additional, like, 
ideas into those songs. And so they still do change. They're still, you know, they're still the result of collaboration. I'm not totally an island yeah. when it comes to making these tunes, but, but I it's do like, like primarily the, your vision, you know, so you can set for the sure. course with no like real compromise. Yeah, I like to say that it moves uh, it moves slower because there's a lot of like leaving a song alone for like a month because, you know, you want to come back with fresh ears. Yeah. But then once I feel good about it, it moves way faster, right? Because the, the number of decisions uh, uh, and the amount of, uh, I think, discussion around how to make a good song or how to make a song feel the way that I'm hoping it'll feel just there's a lot less of that, you know, I mean, I've been, been in bands where it's been two people, three people, four people. Um, the more people that have, I think, a stake in it, the more that there has to be that sort of democratic, like, discussion about what what your tunes should sound like. And I just have been really enjoying the moments when I can just go, well, I, you know, actually, I want it to be like this. And there's no, you know, you don't really have to fuss with anyone. You can just, you can make it what you want it to be, or you can, you know, you can hear something that you worked on and there's nothing precious about it. You can just go, hey, I actually don't like this tune anymore. I'm going to completely tear it back down to its bones and try again, you know? Yeah, so in the initial stages of you forming this project, demoing songs, writing songs, was it challenging at first, kind of adjusting to that, especially given the fact that, you know, not only are you starting your own solo project, but you're kind of going into the weeds really on your own because of the pandemic and isolation and things like that. So, so was that hard at first? What was that adjustment like for you? It wasn't great, if I'm going to be honest. It wasn't great. I think I was lucky that I had kind of left side coming out of St. Maryland as like a song that I took from yeah, already that done project so and was going to, you know, yeah. yeah, that I could kind of like kick off with. Um, because I think what it really did was it gave me something that could be kind of like a like a lodestar for me to follow at first. But what was crazy, at least to me, I mean, crazy is maybe, you know, a bit, uh, that's hyperbole, but what felt really in, intense for me personally was just, uh, let's say 99% of the music that I've written over the last year didn't exist prior to last year. So I think coming in and trying to decide what do I want to, what do I want to write songs about? What do I, you know... Uh, uh, what gear, I think that was the other thing is, you know, I had a lot of gear in a rehearsal space, I, but I didn't have a lot of room in my apartment to just yeah. bring a bunch of gear home. I had to go to that rehearsal space and go, well, what of this gear is actually like, what's the most important, like four synths to have in your apartment while you're trying to write music right now? Cause you don't want to leave the house cause it's the middle of a global health pandemic. And you know, what is the, uh, uh, you know, what's the right amount of time to, to, to spend on, on writing songs or how prolific do you really need to be when, you know, you're experiencing something that is a, you know, yeah once in a lifetime, you know, once in a several generations kind of a thing. I had to cut myself a lot of slack to say like, yeah, yeah you, you don't need to be that regimented. You don't need to be a regimented person. It's okay to kind of sleep on uh, sleep on this a little bit and, and take your time. Yeah, and depending on who you are, that that could be really hard to do. You know, that could be definitely really challenging to do. You have to be able to kind of 
for sure. Give yourself almost sometimes for not being like on rapid fire, like productive. It's hard. It's something I struggle with too. Sure. I think a lot of people probably went into the pandemic either saying to themselves like, this is going to be a disaster for me. I'm not going to make any art or they, or they perhaps, and probably, uh, uh, maybe, you know, and maybe they did, but I think there are probably some people that went in and said, no, this is my opportunity. Things are shut down. I'm going to be super creative, but you know, that was really hard. And I, I think it was probably hard for a lot of artists to, to be productive. I really wanted to have music to put out towards the end of, you know, sort of towards the end of being in lockdown. But, you know, even by the summer when people are out and about again, um, that this is last year when cases yeah. were really low in New York City, I assumed that we might be, you know, that by the fall things might be kind of back to normal. And I really wasn't that far along. Um, obviously, you know, that was a bad prediction. We had a really you know, bad summer with COVID yeah. in, in New York, um, and really, uh, everywhere in the country, but, you know, it is interesting how here now sort of going into June and July of this year, shows are starting up and things like that. And I do actually have this music. I think that having, you know, so much time to be able to work on it has put me way further ahead than I think I've ever really been on music at any given time. Like, there's 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 music that no one's heard yet. There's music, you know, that's already done and mastered and good to go, gonna come oh, out wow. later in the year. And that's I've never felt like that before. I've always been kind of chasing chasing a release, you know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to get it done in time and that it's nice to not feel that way. It really lets me like calm down. Endearments is ahead of the curve for twenty twenty one. I hope so. So We've been talking about the project. We've mentioned Left Side a few times. Great song. It's your debut single. Thank you. Your debut solo single. And I think the cool thing about it is it's really a personal track for a solo song. So it's really introducing people to something, you know, very personal about you. For which sure. is your experience with obsessive compulsive disorder. Was it hard for you to share that experience via via song? And what was it like to to get that out in a song? That's a good question. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, I, I, I think, um, you know, there is a lot less stigma about talking about mental illness in music these days than there, there even was maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, so I, I was never worried talking about it. I think it's interesting because I, I do actually know like quite a few people who have obsessive compulsive disorder yeah. and you can you can experience that in a lot of different ways. You know, for some people that um, has a lot to do with, you know, this, you know, the space around them, like, you know, things needing to be in a particular way. It can, you know, creep into social relationships. It, it, it really affects a lot of your life. Right. And I think I wanted to be able to talk about having OCD in a way that was about relationships but i also just wanted to convey as best as i could this feeling that like you know this this affects a lot of the way that i experience yeah. the world and i and i want to say something meaningful for myself and i and you know maybe people will you know uh connect with that and that's cool 
but I think in a lot of ways, pretty much all these endearments tunes are really just stuff that I want to say for me. And I do hope that people connect with it because I mean, music is a great way to connect with others and stuff, but I haven't really thought a lot about what someone would think when they heard it or if they felt like it, you know, like they had a, a analogous experience. I've just been kind of digging in on some thoughts and some feelings I've had for a long time. And I've been in therapy for a long time as well, which has made been incredibly helpful. Obviously that's, that's a privilege to be able to afford and be able to do therapy for sure. And you know, that's not everyone can do that, but, um, you know, I, I didn't even really think about writing a song like this until after I'd been in therapy for a couple of years. And, yeah. and it felt nice to kind of put that into music because I had never really talked about it at all either. And that, that that's a nice way to introduce myself also because it's, I think, coming out with something super personal right out of the gate, it, you know, it's a good way to get to know me right away. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So you, you had mentioned something interesting where you kind of view this project or at least the way the songs kind of developed as you, really like you, kind of communicating things about yourself. Did you always look at it like that? Since this was your solo project, you really wanted the focus to be on writing and recording songs that represent a part of you uh, personally like that? Um, I don't think there was any other way I could have done it. I'm yeah. actually, I'm kind of a culprit of always writing really personal songs. I was having a conversation with um, my friend Megan, who's in uh, the band Joyce, and she was talking about, you know, like, how do you balance the right amount of kind of like talking about yourself and your music? You know what I mean? Like sometimes the things that you write are ideas or stories that may not be, you know, fully like based in like a real thing that happened or anything like that. And then, you know, then you got people like Phoebe Bridgers where it feels like every song is like, this feels like you had a conversation with your friend and then you wrote a song about yeah. it or, you know, like, it feels so very specific. And I think it's really interesting um, the way, no matter which way you go, the, there is something for someone to find in that, yeah. you know? Um, you don't need to have experienced the exact same thing to be able to understand, I think, the emotional resonance of something that's yeah. really personal. And so, yeah, I just leaned into it, you know? And... I'm hoping that means that they're not all going to be sad songs, but you know, I mean, uh, the next song, the next single that's coming out and we can talk about that, you know, in a second, um, is a much more peppy, fun, you know, tune, which is a little bit out of the ordinary for me. I'm almost always writing kind of sad tunes. And, and I think that, uh, you know, I think that's where I get that those feelings out, is in writing music. Yeah, so tell us, because we're going to play these two songs. We're going to play Left Side and Annika is your next single. What do you think about that song in particular made it a little more peppy? Where were you at when you were writing that track? Sure, that one's fun, because um, that's a song about, like, when you realize that you love someone and they also like love you back but like nobody's really said it yet you know there's kind of like that energy and yeah. like a new relate in a new Great relationship energy. yeah and it's i think everyone loves that feeling right and um so i i really kind of say that that song's about anticipation right 
And there's some fun elements to it musically. It's the, the entire song is actually anticipated, right? Like the changes happen on the end of four versus happening on the one. So in rea you know, there's parallelism between the, the lyrics and the music in that way, which is almost coincidental in its writing, but is also very fun. Um, but I mean, that's still, again, that's still a very personal feeling, you know, and, you know, I, I, I wrote it and, uh, uh, to kind of reflect my feelings, uh, in that way, but you know, that's nice to have a fun one. Cause I feel like, you know, you know, we'll loop back around in the fall and I'll be putting out more tunes that are a little more heavy, but it's nice. I think having the second song after left side being super duper personal and being a little bit, you know. Uh, uh, heavy is to have this one be a little lighter, a little more fun. Like that. Yeah, just in time for summer too, everyone. Exactly. Just in time yeah. for summer. Then we'll get back <laughs> to the the gloomy tins in the fall <laughs> when the leaves are changing color. Gloomy bops, yeah. Gloomy bops. Love some gloomy bops. It's always a, a good time and place for them. For sure. All right. So we're going to play Left Side, which is the single that Endearments has already released, and Annika, which will be out in a couple of weeks. If you love Left Side, which I know you will, you can get it at endearments.bandcamp.com or on your streaming platform of choice. We'll be back.
slipping from your lips, I hear I love you. You'll betray yourself, and I invite you. I invite you. Come on, let yourself go completely. Please don't deny what you're feeling. All right, we're back. You're listening to Local Fidelity on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host, Tom Gallo. I'm here with the great Kevin Marksman. Markson, (laughs) not Marksman. But you're probably a Marksman, too, but not literally. (laughs) I'm not sure. Maybe. We'll find out. (laughs) Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. We'll never know. Kevin Markson of Endearments, we heard his debut single, Left Side, and then we heard Annika sneak peek there. It'll be out in a couple of weeks, so stay tuned. Endearments.bandcamp.com, all streaming platforms, and also, of course, Endearments is on social media, Instagram, Facebook, like, and follow. (laughs) Yeah, you you gotta gotta do it. You gotta do it. You gotta promote the socials, yeah. Hell yeah. All right, so now you curated a sick playlist of New York City artists. We're going to talk about them and play them, starting with one of my favorite releases of the year. Mm. What a what a duo of Matt Sklar and Federica of Sooner, who came together during the pandemic Another because pandemic. Matt Scalar was like band formation I wrote yeah. he told me he's like yes I wrote a bunch of songs but I can't sing 
So then he got like the best singer in Brooklyn. For sure. Matt's a good dude. He plays in <laughs> lots of it. great bands. You know what I mean? I love Parrot yeah. Dream. Planes are awesome as well. I think uh, Phantom Handshakes. I mean, I feel like it just that it just came out of nowhere. I think like pretty early on pandemic and every tune has been so good. Just yeah. Inspired dream pop. Like it feels very like cocktoo twins inspired. It feels really, you know, like dreamy and, and, and I just honestly, every time a new tune comes out or, or now I guess uh, a album, which rules, there was the EP before yeah. just feels really good. I uh, uh, I just hope that uh, they keep it up and play some live shows too. I'm hoping for some live shows. In the oh fall. yeah, totally. We're we're gonna hear Cricket Songs, which is off their brand new album No More Summer Songs, which is out now via Z Tapes. Fun fact: it was available on cassette. First edition sold out. There's a second cassette pressing, and also there's a vinyl pressing. Heck yeah now so you could get that at phantomhandshakes.bandcamp.com next leave me by moan v oh tell me about this band and song sure okay so uh uh Mons v is uh is Mons yeah v. there you go yeah, yeah. that's uh that that's matt's uh matt Hershoff's band he um honestly actually uh, uh i i learned about him because uh St. Maryland played a show with Monsby at Elsewhere, uh, probably in 2000, let me say 18, and they were just great, right? And I, so I've just kept my eye on everything Matt's been doing since then. Um, and this song just came out, and it is just a really cool, chill tune. It's got a little bit of like a 90s vibe to it. Um, yeah, man, uh, he's a great songwriter, and I, I'm just like somebody that i've been following they put on a great live show i'm hoping he starts playing again live too um it's a good tune it sure is all right geology by barry off of happy to be here another great great band they that put out a bunch of good music in like 2019 and i feel like I wanted, I, w I want even more, right? And uh, uh, I actually ended up running, uh, uh, I went and saw them, weirdly, in Minneapolis. Not in New York, but in Minneapolis. Oh, wow. It was um, like tail end of 2019. They played, they were on a tour. I just happened to be in Minneapolis for like a family-related thing. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I kind of caught the show. It was in a, in a kind of a small crowd, which was can always be fun. And I got to talk to Barry Lindsay and yeah, it was just like a good, uh, like a great show. I have, uh, uh, fond memories of catching Brooklyn bands in other cities. So I just, I wanted to put this out there cause this was my, this was my summer music in 2020, uh, as the, uh, as the pandemic was raging, I was listening to a lot of this album to pet myself back yeah. up. Yeah, It's a real smooth song. This song is smooth. For sure. Yeah, they played in... My friend put on this festival here in Jersey City called the Double Parked Festival in the fall of 2019. And there probably would have been one in 2020. Mm. 
if it wasn't for the pandemic. And I said, I think you should book Barry. And then he Good did. call. And they played. And they were great. It was fun to see them. They were good at the Double Park Festival. For sure. And uh, it's fun, too. Fun little fact. Um, a friend of mine, um, uh, Sarah Goldstone, she plays keys in like a bunch of like a bunch of stuff. Right. Um, she's often their uh, their keys player live. And it's just fun to see also That's your sick. friends like people. She grew up in the same area I did in like Poughkeepsie area. Um, it's fun to see her bouncing around and playing in lots of really cool stuff. She also plays in um, uh, 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 Hooray for the Rip Raff and like a few other really cool bands that just nuts. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Those are all cool bands. <laughs> for sure. Next, Deliver Me from Wondering Why by Nation of Language. I believe it's their latest single released after they put out that great full length last year introduction presence man we all waited so long for that full length and it delivered right like what a good yeah totally um plus they're such an awesome live band i'm gonna go see them in september uh they're gonna play uh that's it yeah there you go yeah Uh, Yeah. they were i think maybe the last show i saw before everything shut down was a, a nation of language show I can't remember if it was at the dance, which R.I.P. lasted yeah, it was at that one show. month. Yeah, good show. <laughs> that venue lasted one month, right? And then, uh, or it might have been at the Broadway. But man, just a really fun time watching them play. Yeah, that front man, he's got moves. He's got some real moves. Future Islands kind of vibe. You know what I mean? Just yeah, like- for sure. It's cool to see that they're pro- playing Bowery Ballroom because I've seen them play in Bedsty basements, my friend's backyard in the East Village like four years ago. So they're they're moving on up. That's wonderful. Congrats, Nation of Language. Yeah. Next, a band that uh, has a similar sound. I, I, when I think of both of these bands, I think of them. I don't know why. I kind of like think of them as similar. Fair Visions, the song Feels Right, which appears on their A Way Out EP. Another really good, I mean, Ryan makes great music. Fair Visions is a great band, and their last EP was awesome. Um, also great live uh, and good people in that band. Um, I just love all the tunes that Ryan puts out, and I've uh, uh, been uh, 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 privileged to hear quietly hear maybe some uh, some newer tunes that are coming out soon. Um, man, so much good stuff coming from Fair Vision soon. I love this band, and I hope people love them as much as I do. But I totally know what you mean. Like just really good, like synth pop, like very eighties yeah. feel. Like you know, OMD, like kind of you know a uh, 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 new ordery vibe to it. Really great. Stuff you can move your body to a little bit in like a dark kind of way. (laughs) In an introspective way. Yeah. Yeah. Dancing introspectively. Love that. That's the best way to dance. (laughs) (laughs) Project DM. Easy. I saw Project DM at that like secret venue on 14th Street. You know what I'm talking I don't. About? So now they you have, have to explain it. Sometimes. Yeah, you have to explain yourself now. I don't know. My friend, my friend Nick, who performs his Atlas Engine, 
Secret Loft. That's what it's ah. called. Secret Loft. And it's literally not that far from the 14th Street Path oh, train, which I remember yeah. because I live in Jersey's downtown Jersey City. So let's take that train. That is, I remember getting off. That, yeah. I know about that venue because um, I can't. I feel really bad. Um, uh, what's his name? He was uh, one half of Lily Wolf, uh, who I don't know if they, they play anymore. Uh, they were kind of like doing some really cool synthy stuff in like 2015. Um, yeah, that's a cool, that's a cool space. Yeah, I'm. It's a good show. They played Linda Gardens and uh, Nick Atlas Engine played. Great show. And that was also several years ago now. Time flies, Kev. Time. I know. Flies. Oh man, you know uh, what? What's uh, the Linda Gardens? Yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, uh, Lindsay from uh, Panama Papers, right? Like they're yes. they are. Oh no, yeah. It was it was Panama Papers that played, but she's in Panama yeah, Papers. She's a great yeah, yeah, singer, yeah. man. Like she's a good voice. Yeah, I remember she's a great it. singer. It great yeah. Um, yeah, that's such a that's so fun. Uh, I love this, right? Like we're now we're really digging into the super local stuff here, like talking about Secret Loft. That's really fun. Yeah, Project yeah. DM. We're we're getting. They're, yeah, tell me, good. tell me. I, I loved them when I saw them, and I like I've followed them since then. I really liked this track came out earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, so that's this is Dom uh, and uh, and Megan, and Megan's also in Joyce, which is, is like a surf rock project that she does that I. Um, uh, I actually play bass in Joyce, which is really fun. Um, just for live stuff, she's the you know she's the the main person in that, writing all the parts and stuff. But yeah, Project Team is really cool because uh, Meg just has an awesome voice, and uh, and her and Dom write really good tunes together. And um, I just really love the synths on this particular song; it's really good. And I think they have another single coming out, which I know from. Uh, from them playing live is really good. So I think that there's something something new like bubbling up this Friday that is uh, I, is an equally good track. But you know, this is the one we have available for us right now, uh, uh, and it's a good it's a good one too. I really love this. Hell yeah, we're gonna play it. You're all gonna love it, everyone. Project DM Deem. D i e m dot bandcamp dot com. <laughs> I just I just got it earlier. I was like, oh, I don't have this on Bandcamp, so I purchased it. Digital download, everyone. Next, Belaver, you're in this project, right? Swimmer, well, off of their <laughs> album True Love of Crime. Or are you not in this? I band? played I played uh, keys uh, with Ben, who is Belaver, uh, for most of 2018 in the live band i played synthesizers and stuff um i'm i'm playing regular i have not been playing regularly with him uh since kind of like the tail end of 2018 early 2019 but uh i did play um the record release show i was on base for the record release show of, of this record and this this whole album makes me cry it's so good and i, yeah. I love swimmer because it's it's super vibey and super moody, but it also has really great synthesizers on it. And uh, Ben is just, he's a prolific songwriter. He's a really good dude. And he just writes really cool, dark, folky, like interesting music that, yeah, legitimately and literally makes me cry when I hear it. And I love music that makes me cry. So Nice. It's good to cry. 
good to cry, everyone. Don't think it's not good to cry. <laughs> it's good to cry. So you may want to listen to this song and cry. Swimmer. Off of True Love of Crime. Yeah. All right. Argonaut and Wasp. Composure off of their new album, Starlight 99. This is a fun one. Um, I met Theo. He used to run sound at Alphaville. Um, and he's the, he. I think he's like half of this band um, and, and does their keys and stuff like that. They are just really fun. And I ended up catching them at a show, I think at um, Music Hall of Williamsburg. I'm going to say also 2018, I caught that. And they've been putting out really cool music um, for as long as I've known him. And this album is really fun. I think it's another, I'm guessing it's another pandemic, maybe, you know, like another album that kind of came together during that 2020 moment where everybody is either you know, in lockdown and, and, you know, uh, kind of wondering what to do next or in, in the case of some more prolific artists are coming up with great tunes and great music and putting them out. Um, so yeah, I just love this. It's also a fun way to end, uh, you know, uh, the, the group of songs that I pulled together for the show. It's just a really fun, dancey, nice tune. Hell yeah, everyone. So enjoy it. It's the last track that you're going to hear in this set. We're kicking it off with Cricket Songs by Phantom Handshakes.
You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, community radio broadcast from the Bushwick section of Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. As it has been for so many, 2020 was a difficult year for us financially. And every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. Please help by pledging whatever you can. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. So please support with a monthly pledge or a one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. And if you'd like to listen to RFB when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android. Available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org newsletter. And now back to Local Fidelity. All right, we're back. Everyone, just a recap of the great songs that Kevin curated for that last set. We heard Cricket Songs by Phantom Handshakes off of their brand new album, No More Summer Songs. Get a copy on vinyl or cassette via phantomhandshakes.com. Moans V, Leave Me, Geology by Barry, Deliver Me From Wondering Why by Nation of Language. Feels Right by Fair Visions, Easy by Project DM, Swimmer by Belaver, and Composure by Argonaut and Wasp. Kev. Hey. Great <laughs> job curating that playlist of all locals because this is local fidelity, and that's what we do. We play the New York City tunes. Love it. Hey, so great having you on the show today to hear more about endearments. What's what's next to the project? You got a single coming out later this month. What about after that? Any gigs coming up? What's next for endearments now that it's off the ground? Uh, yeah, I mean, show announcement soon for uh, for for, you know, something something this month, uh, you know, Uh That'll I'm gonna I'll post about it. Just want to get that want to get that final confirmation. I think we'll be playing at our Wicked yeah. Lady very soon. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And then um, uh, we'll be uh, uh, yeah we'll be playing all over the place in the fall. Believe me, there's I think you're I think this fall is gonna be like a big moment for New York City local music. Like I'm just really excited. Like I feel like I've already heard about some great stuff going on at Mercury Lounge some cool things that baby's all right like obviously elsewhere started posting shows again that's really exciting to me our wicked lady's gonna have really cool tunes all summer um but yeah you know keep your eye on uh, on the endearments instagram we'll be announcing a show really soon yeah so buckle up motherfuckers all you people listening out there get ready <laughs> hey Check out Endearments on Bandcamp, endearments.bandcamp.com, all streaming platforms as well. Of course, Facebook and Instagram. And stay tuned, Annika, song we played earlier in the hour, will be out in a couple of weeks. 
Kevin, thank you so much for being on the program today. Love it. Thank you, Tom. Really a big privilege to hang out and talk with you tonight. Oh, my pleasure. Everyone, we'll see you out there somewhere. Our Wicked Lady, elsewhere, elsewhere. Because <laughs> I meant to say elsewhere as Our Wicked Lady or somewhere else. Sure. But then I realized it could mean elsewhere. So I said it twice. There you go, everyone. We'll see you next week.